Hello and welcome back to Cantina Side Hustle, brought to you by The Cinema Mechanics. I am Brett Mosier and today I am accompanied by Travis Santana and Andrew Babone as we continue our review of the Star Wars original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We'll be talking about part three, which aired on June 1st on Disney+. Uh, first, I want to say it's great to be on the Hollywood Chop Shop, one of my favorite podcasts. Um, why are you laughing? I'm a big fan uh, no of the Hollywood Chop Shop, so this is a yeah. great... Mm. Well, this, you're uh, actually on Cantina Side Hustle, but it's it's basically the same thing. Hollywood? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's the Star Wars Chop Shop. Oh, okay. I'm glad to be here on, on Hollywood Star Wars, and uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, here, I, I think I'm enjoying these episodes because I think they're directed really well, but I do have a lot of criticisms. Okay. I, I can't wait to get it. Ooh, we're, we've got video on in the studios this week, and Travis has given the uh, the awkward emoji face here, so I'm, I can't, I feel like we're going to get some, some Discord. Travis, what did you think? I'm worried that you might kick me off the Cantina side hustle after this week because i'm i'm going weapons free i thought this sucked <laughs> so you did not set facers to stun <laughs> i i thought of dr ian malcolm while watching this movie disney was so excited about the prospect of whether they could bring back ewan mcgregor to do an obi-wan kenobi show but they never considered whether they should (laughs) (laughs) um i think i fall somewhere between the two of you there are parts of this episode that i really enjoyed uh mostly the darth vader parts um but as a whole i thought there were some really cheesy situations and i don't know what it is they are going out of their way to make Obi-Wan Kenobi into just a little bitch. And I don't understand. Even like, I don't know in the first two episodes, I didn't really notice his wardrobe as much as I did in this episode. But like, they go to great lengths to make him look like a homeless man. Like, like, and just like sweatpants. Like, he's basically the shitty Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse. Like, he just looks <laughs> so disheveled. And I'm just like, is this really the version? Of- I, didn't- I never needed this version of Obi-Wan Kenobi where he is just completely out of his element. Well, he's trying to go undercover, and Disney can't do the just generic baseball cap with no logo that Captain America likes to do, so they have to change up his disguise. See, I didn't even think it's his disguise. I just thought that that's, if he's not at the sushi farm, that that's what he dresses. He's just got the brown sweats, and he's just out there in his robe, you know, basically like Big Lebowski out there. It's like, if you could find me a, a galactic bowling alley, he'd probably be there just trying to forget uh, that he, he trained Anakin. All right. Well, first off, I see you're missing a lot of. I think you're you're missing a lot of the grade of the show. You 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 use the word cheesy. Did you not see Darth Vader's hideout? His his villain volcano hideaway. <laughs> oh, what's cheesy about that? His Doctor Evil lair. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand where you're getting this cheese factor from. Listen, you said I legitimately enjoyed the Vader assembly scene where it's all of the robotic parts being plugged into him. Like, I legitimately, especially with when you go back to A New Hope and you have Obi-Wan Kenobi when he's in his prime again, being like he's more machine than he is man. Like, I enjoyed watching Darth Vader be put together. <laughs> uh, that's because you love Legos. That's, I'm not going to disagree with that either. I mean, you're saying you love the Darth Vader stuff. I agree the assembly was fine, but let me just get to complaint number one of... I don't know, 16 or 17. Why can't 
so Vader starts the fire to torture Obi Wan Kenobi, which I get. Oh, we're starting at you the end to here. Me. All right, I'm gonna do it to you. <laughs> and then he uses the Force to put out the fire, but he can't use the Force again thirty seconds later. I I agree. I thought that was weird. I'm like, this has to be one of those where he wants to let him go or something. Like, I thought the same thing. I'm like, why? Like. He's a grand Sith Lord. He can't just part the flames. Like, it's the rocks that he threw out. Like, all you have to do is move the rocks and the fire is gone. Um, if nothing else, he could have used that as projectile, like flaming uh, buckshot up at, what was it, Tala? I think Tala was the name of, yeah, the, Tala. Yeah, yeah. of the Imperial officer. Like, you, he could have thrown it up there and, and taken her out pretty quickly. So it was one of those I just assumed he was letting Kenobi get away at that point, and I hope that it, it comes back up later. Maybe it's one of those, like, oh, he didn't put up much of a fight. This isn't fun if he doesn't fight me situations. Well, what was he supposed to do? There was a robot dragging Obi-Wan. Did you think he was going to fight the robot? I mean, he is 50% robot. He's he should know his weaknesses. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that would be like cannibalism. <laughs> He's uh, not going to yeah. eat the robot, Travis. I mean, he well, might use its parts to make more parts for himself, but... Hey, Andrew, you say that they don't set him up to be a bad guy, which I know I you say in jest, but yeah. doesn't he break a little kid's neck in this episode? <laughs> of okay. many things he did. First off, Travis, there's a word called respect, and when somebody chokes out your dad, you don't then try and karate chop them in the neck. You respect that power, and you cower in fear. Maybe take it a wasn't he grabbed him by the throat and then force pulled him yeah. out of a window to choke him in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point, though, Andrew. I mean, if somebody whooped Arturo Santana's ass, I'm just like, well, I guess you're my dad now. <laughs> uh, I also loved that scene because ever since the prequel trilogy there's been a lot of directors that have made a, a serious effort to make sure that Darth Vader is is a badass again. Like, he is an actual villain and not a whiny bitch like Anakin. So, Darth Vader just dragging somebody using the Force down the street, I was a huge fan of. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, I, I love that intro to Darth Vader. Let's go ahead and keep him like that. But the, the thing that they did in the episode, though, was at the end, it was so weird. Why not part the fire and kill Obi-Wan? Why? It's just a, It's just one stupid robot. Yeah, I, I assume him. that that will have to come up again. I just I think he was expecting more of a fight from Obi-Wan and seeing Obi-Wan was already basically like defeated. Like what's where is the, the enjoyment? You know, he's basically a psychopath at this point. Darth Vader is. So if Obi-Wan's not really going to fight back, where's the fun in it? You know, uh, you said you Darth Vader was expecting more of a fight. I think you were expecting more of a show. I don't think they're going to explain <laughs> that at all because there's only three episodes left. Like there's there's definitely going to be another fight, though. Like that was not the Obi-Wan Kenobi Darth Vader rematch. If that was if that's what they call the rematch of a century, like Disney is a bunch of assholes like that is the, <laughs> the, the biggest bait and switch I've ever seen in my life. I did like that. The girl wins. Uh, what's her name? Tal Talia Tala Tala because what does she have? the high ground <laughs> i didn't even think about it you did right andrew yeah. i mean you make a very very valid you're coming point. off so, freaky friday and you're not really digging deep into these mm -hmm. episodes anymore. you're right i just i just i'm not used to something that has more substance you know <laughs> after freaky friday you've andrew thank you you've explained away the parting of the fire he realized that tala had the, the high ground so 
let's go back earlier in the episode. And maybe I'm nitpicking, but do you recall the uh, the energy powered gate that Obi Wan has to go? Through? <laughs> Don't you complain about the stormtrooper that fell on that? Okay, because that was awesome watching a stormtrooper. The fact that he didn't just walk around instead of shooting. He okay, if we, wa- if we want to get into the details, Travis, okay, it doesn't make any sense that they didn't just. If they weren't going to drive the truck through, why the fuck they didn't <laughs> just walk around it? Because they needed an opportunity to laser eye the <laughs> stormtrooper, but I'm okay with that because I got to watch a stormtrooper get sliced in half by a laser fence. Well, what about the fact that he, he kills, what, three stormtroopers with the blaster? But then the next set of three stormtroopers, he just lays down his gun. Why not just shoot those people too? The answer is because if you do that, you can't have Tala be revealed as uh, on the side of Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, first yeah, off, hey, that was a huge. You weren't expecting that, right? When he was on his knees, and then you hear the gunshot, you thought, "Oh, they shot Obi Wan, and that's probably it for him." Oh right? yeah, it's definitely yeah. The way they shot yeah. that, and the fact that I didn't see a New Hope and know that he survived, I definitely was on the edge of my seat thinking that's this interesting. could be the end for Obi Wan. My fear is that people are gonna copy this style where it looks like somebody's gonna get shot, and you hear the gunshot, and then it's somebody else. Yeah, that I think that. Did you guys watch The Mandalorian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they only did that 12 times in two seasons. <laughs> uh, and then you complain about the energy gate, Travis. Again, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this slide because you're coming off Freaky Friday. It is explained that Obi-Wan is clearly impatient as when him and Leia get to the empty field, he's like, they fucked us, clearly. Clearly they're not here at the exact moment. <laughs> they, the only thing that he did was set me up with this intergalactic space shuttle thing that led me to a whole nother planet, but uh, clearly this is a setup or something, so I'm leaving. So, if he's not going to wait two he, seconds for that, is he going to wait for an ele- to go around an electric gate? Thank God both of you were online when I logged on at 1030, because if not, I just would assume somebody fucked this. <laughs> you, you played a prank. I'm just I'm shutting down my laptop. <laughs> I also love the idea that at this point Obi-Wan Kenobi can't figure out how to turn off a laser gate but in 10 years he'll know how to turn off an entire uh, <laughs> tractor beam on the Death Star he'll be able to he'll be able to locate the secret control panel that doesn't have any backing or railing but and figure out how to turn that off but mm, a laser gate's a little complex yeah well okay? now we're getting this the is... backstory as to why he's learning these, these <laughs> that's, ideas that's true. in 10 years he realizes he should probably learn a little bit more technology than, than what he did let me ask you a question brett let's say you and uh your daughter charlie were in this situation and uh charlie decides that hey you know what i'm just gonna hitchhike my way through town would you just go ahead and let her take take control and run up to the first vehicle that comes up and hitch a ride with the stranger? Or oh, absolutely. I mean, she seems to know she's intention that this is a setup and we should probably Listen, be cautious. I know that my who her mother is, and I know who the father is. So I, I would have to trust Charlie's judgment in this situation, you know. And I've been living out in the middle of the desert for so long that I, I don't have any real clue as to how society works anymore. <laughs> yeah, it seems like Obi Wan really gave up on that one pretty quickly yeah we definitely speaking of leia oh i'm sorry brett go ahead no what did you say speaking of leia is all of this just a backdoor prequel to the leia series i i I don't know is there a leia series coming up yes but it's been delayed oh wait there is i was just making that up is there i was just making a stupid pun i said it was (laughs) delayed and neither of you grabbed that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not your best dad joke, bro. 
Oh, maybe not, but it snuck by, all right? Much like Obi-Wan Kenobi on the back of a trailer with a bunch of stormtroopers. Oh, hey, guys. I don't know. Did you hear? Celebrity cameo alert. Do you guys know the celebrity cameo in this one? Yes, I do. Anyone want to guess? I don't. I mean, I don't have to guess. I know who it was. <laughs> I thought it was Seth Rogen initially, but apparently it's Zach Braff. Yeah. Yeah. Travis got it. He wins this week's uh, guess the cameo. So I have major problems with the creature that Zach Braff played and that... I don't understand why we had a humanoid, humanoid mole as the alien. Like, Star Wars is known for its just, like, really interesting alien species and all that. And, like, I feel like a humanoid mole is, like, we're in Marvel territory or, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh, I would expect this to be in a Marvel movie, the mole man. But I'm like, this doesn't feel like a Star Wars alien. And, yes, I understand we have Amor Akbar, which looks like a kind of like an octopus person but like at the same time i just feel like it was literally just an anthropomorphic mole and i was like i just felt lazy to me in terms of character design i i liked it and i'm legit on this because um i do like that it seemed like they didn't it, he wasn't cg right it seemed like they used a puppet Listen, I, I appreciate the practical effects i, I, I still that's just why they did it and i like i'm totally cool with that if you're gonna knock out cg to do a practical costume or something like that i'll take it and i assume like that's why a lot of them in the originals are like that also but a lot of them in the originals didn't look like just human or earth animals as people what about the you girl know? with the tentacles on her head that's a twi'lek and no that doesn't look like a human animal like she wasn't supposed to be i thought she's an octopus. An, like a jellyfish she? i thought she's an octopus. i mean isn't chewbacca just bigfoot <laughs> you're missing the point here okay isn't i just Greedo, thought a mole man was lazy. lazy green alien they just pop some big bug eyes on him is he like baxter from turtles like the mosquito doctor baxter stockman yeah yeah no baxter stockman was in the first season of the mandalorian isn't one guy just the abominable snowman in the cantina bar? Oh, I thought you were talking about the Wampa. I'm like, okay, guys. So you're Isn't one guy, he's, apart. he's just a human, but he has big balls on his chin? <laughs> that was the walrus thing. The guy that doesn't like Luke? He's wanted in at least, what, 13 systems? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Something like that. I bet that's BS. I bet he's not even wanted. Probably not. Well, definitely not now, because I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi killed him because he learned how to use a lightsaber again. <laughs> So by is that, that your number one complaint of the episode, Brett? Is how no, no, scared no, no, not, not at all. I just, I just, when I saw, it, I kind of laughed, and I'm because people get freaked out by moles. Like a lot of people, especially with like they actually went to the the detail to give it like the star nose thing. I was like, it just feels like very lazy to me to just make a mole man. Like I don't understand. I just feel like a mole man would not exist in the Star Wars universe. Brett, that that's what I'm getting at. This. This series feels very lazy to have the prestige <laughs> of Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan Kenobi attached to it. That is my, so my biggest complaint, and this is going to go back to uh, having Kumail Nanjiani do a role in here. You don't need to cast people like Ewan McGregor and Kumail Nanjiani if they're just going to play like 10% of your show. If, yeah. if little girl Leia is going to be the star of your show, that's fine. But then don't cast Ewan McGregor because then it's really distracting that you have all these great actors uh, I don't think Kumail's coming back. No, uh, Brett, I don't, yeah, I don't I, either. I know you said that he was in the IMDb's, but yeah, that must have been to throw people off. Cause... Oh, I think it is the summary at the beginning of the episode is what they're counting as he was in the episode. Like, well, that doesn't, he wasn't actually acting in it, you sons of bitches. Did you guys see the uh, the Eternals? 
Yes. Travis. Oh, good, because it's terrible. Um, Kumail yeah, Nanjiani is in it, though, great. but it, again, it was like such a wasted role. Why have him in there to be kind of the slapsticky comedy f- figure for two minutes, and you're not even letting him do his best? Yeah. Well, because they need well, the slapsticky, I, yeah, it's, diverse It's just talent. such a waste. Yeah. And I found out today, just through reading a separate news article somewhat related to the show, that this is also going to have Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., yeah, in the next the, three episodes the rumor as to who he's going to end up playing is going to be interesting so well, don't it, don't leave us hanging bro is it darth vader so, no it's it's a jedi from the extended universe he came he started in the clone wars and has his own kind of like he's had some comic stuff where it's a jedi who kind of became dark side and then has like came back but ultimately he has like the ability that the force ability that he can touch an object and like see all of its memory so he's really good at tracking people but he has kind of a cult following and that's kind of okay so wait here we go so this is the reason everybody thinks that's who he's gonna wind up playing that's me making a is when obi-wan noise. kenobi comes into the secret like underground railroad room and tall is like oh yeah other people have come through here and he goes so and so has been here and he names he name drops the jedi you probably didn't yeah. know who it was yeah that's the guy that everybody thinks that o'shea is gonna play like a bad chop shop yeah, yeah so that just feels like they're using this show just to springboard more shows absolutely. And, and that's that's not that's not what i was hoping for i, I oh, wanted some you know look it's the iron man 2 effect where the movie was only used as a springboard for all of the other franchises and that the marvel wanted to launch it's the marvel effect it's why it's why even though i have Travis, I recently went through and watched every Marvel movie because I had not seen almost any of them for the longest time. And I enjoy a lot of them, but none of them would crack like my top 15 of any movies. And this is a big reason why. You bring in these big name actors, people who are good, like amazing actors and actresses, but they're just in there for cameos. Cameos and without a script to really support anything. Yeah. So I did think it was interesting in this episode... Again, much like the Book of Boba Fett trying to humanize the Sand People, the Tusken Raiders, they are going to, they're trying to humanize people who joined the Empire. So it's like, oh, the Empire weren't all evil people. Because Tala does that whole thing at the beginning, like, oh, you know, I, I joined the Empire because I of what I believed in. And, but now I realize it's not the same thing. Or, you know, Organa, Senator Organa, he's trying to make the Empire better what it is. I'm like, I don't understand, like... There's a certain part where I appreciated the 70s and 80s where bad guys could just be bad guys. Like, the Empire was just evil. I didn't need to think that there were people within the Empire trying to make it good again. Like, they're just assholes. Like, they're just controlling assholes. And that was good because then when Jedi cut them down, I didn't have to feel bad about them. Uh, I mean, that's... Yeah, I'm glad that you like that, Brett, but that's a very two-dimensional storytelling. So, I mean, that's one of the few things I liked about this episode is the fact that this woman signed on for a cause that she thought that the empire was about. And then once she was inside, realized that it was a totally different thing. I'm, I'm not talking about the GOP or anything at all, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's, that was at least a little bit of a development of a character that is not related to the Skywalkers tangentially. True. So but I kind of appreciate that. But it's a throwaway line. Like if you're going to do that, like actually develop that, yeah, not but then as a throwaway actually line. do a show that's not just retreading Obi-Wan Kenobi, who we know his ultimate fate. Princess Leia, we know her ultimate fate. 
Darth Vader, we know his ultimate fate. So we've got three leads who we already know what's going to happen to them. And it's not going to be that they die in this show. Mm, but I bet you didn't know Obi-Wan had a brother. Huh? <laughs> that comes up. And you know, one of my favorite things in shows is when someone can become a hero or something, not because of their training and hard work and dedication, but because of they, they have family that got them into it. So I'm so terrified of that Obi-Wan brother. <clears throat> like, I really hope they're not going to try to do, do you, something. Do you guys that. know a, the little bit of backstory on Obi-Wan's brother that apparently is out there? No. You might know better than me, Brett. I had read somewhere that originally the guy who plays um, Uncle Owen. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Damn it. Sorry, I didn't mute that. The guy who played Uncle Owen uh, was written to be Obi-Wan's brother. I think in the original script, and I think that was cut out. Well, the problem is anything that, that maybe that comes anything up. Anything that sometimes George Lucas has the mind, like the the foresight to be like, no, this is a bad idea. I'm going to cut it out. Typically, somebody later comes on like, well, that was actually an idea. Let's go ahead and go. And I'm like, no, if George Lucas thought it was a bad idea, it was a bad idea. Like, you should not pursue it at all. Like, that man had a hard time leaving anything on the cutting room floor. So if he thought that Uncle Owen shouldn't be Obi-Wan Kenobi's brother, then then let's not do that. Because then it also makes Obi-Wan Kenobi and, like, the Skywalker somehow, like, what, somewhat related? Would it be Step? Would that have made, like, I don't think that makes him blood Step-nephew? Yeah. I don't... I'm trying to think of where exactly that... Well, that would have made Lars his father. Right? The guy who bought Anakin's mom and set her free. So then that would have made Anakin his stepbrother. I want, I can't wait to hear the sound effect you're going to put in the background of you trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they do that, like I said, it would make Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi stepbrothers. And then that's another movie we need to see is stepbrothers with Anakin and Obi-Wan. <laughs> I would I would kill for them <laughs> to take a chance and do a show like that instead of, hey, it's Tatooine and we got to protect this kid over and over again. Okay, the planet that they go to is that Mustafar. That's that the lava planet. Nobody goes oh. to it. No. Wait, what is the planet that they're on that he's with Leia where they get sent to? He says it at the beginning. I think it was made up for this show, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Why? do they keep putting them in lame planets? Like that was one of the biggest problems of Return of the Jedi is nobody wants to see a Star Wars movie that takes place in the woods. <laughs> Wait, you don't want something that looks slightly like a desert? It's not quite a desert. It's, it's not Tatooine. It's, it does have know. like a couple of tumbleweeds. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's and not... And that gate, that electric gate. Yeah, it's not Death Valley. It, it's more like Reno, okay? That's, the, you know, it's desert-esque. Yeah. Because the Empire has taken everything from it. Or maybe it's slightly Arizona. Like maybe a, a Flagstaff planet, you know, is what we're looking at. So, I agree. It's lame. I don't understand <laughs> what was going on there. The people that died there probably deserved it. They so. probably loved it. But, probably uh, couldn't wait to get off that planet, whether it was by death or what. <laughs> it was a mercy killing. Darth Vader snapping the kid's neck. He's like, you won't have to live on this planet much longer. So... Um, did anybody else have a problem with Obi-Wan Kenobi, who was a Jedi master on the Jedi Council, having to ask Tala why she would be willing to sacrifice her life for the greater good? 
Did nobody think that was slightly out of care? Like, Obi-Wan Kenobi should probably understand why somebody would be willing to sacrifice themselves for the greater good. Even if he is a disheveled old man, Hermit, he should still remember why he did it as a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, sounds like lazy writing to me. <laughs> well, I think it is so we're supposed to know that Obi-Wan has strayed from his path and forgotten who he was. Well, because he's been now. He's not Obi-Wan. Oh, that's true. He has been now. Mm-hmm. It's so, a lot shorter than Obi-Wan, so that's that's something. So, Travis, as... Sorry? Oh, I just... Not related to this conversation, but how much do you think Hayden Christensen got paid to, quote-unquote, <laughs> be in this? Oh, Because I, mean- I, I respected Pedro Pascal's hustle to be the Mandalorian, but only do voiceover for 90% of it. Hayden Christensen's not even doing that. <laughs> He had that one scene where he was a hallucination that Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm sorry, Ben saw on the side of the cliff, which I honestly wasn't sure who it was supposed to be until he turned around and you saw Hayden Christensen for about two seconds. And then from my understanding, the reading, Hayden Christensen is in the Darth Vader suit, even if he is not providing the voice. Thank God. Let me throw this back at you, Travis. If you are the head, the director, or the, the, the EP on the show, how much are you willing to pay Hayden Christensen to only have that small of a role. Uh, I'm telling him, look, you're not actually going to appear in the show at all. We just need you to do a couple of entertainment weekly and variety interviews. Someone has already promised him a big gig in the show, though. How much of that money are you willing to eat to only have him be in that part of the show? Wait, you're saying they paid him? Somebody already said, hey, Hayden Christensen, you are going to be Darth Vader. Like, you're going to have a pretty big scene. How much are you willing, what cost are you willing to eat that you can do the rewrite to only put him in that scene? If I'm Disney, I might throw 50 grand at it. <laughs> I mean, what, what has Hayden Christensen been doing lately? Mm-hmm. Waiting for an opportunity to reprise Waiting his role this, as yeah. Anakin slash Darth Vader. So as we continue to kind of really dig in and kind of tear this one apart, I had one eye roll moment in the entire... I only had one true eye eye roll moment. Do you want us to guess? Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess what it was? Andrew? Um, is it when uh, Ben yells at Leia? Out of nope. nowhere? Mm-mm. Uh, is it that Tala tells Leia to run down the tunnel and seek a pilot, but refuses to give her any further information about the pilot <laughs> so that we can have, uh, who is it, Raya at the end? And maybe maybe she's the pilot, but we don't know. Was that it? Uh, no, which we'll get into the fact that I don't understand how Reva got to the end of the tunnel before Leia and, or didn't pass Tala. We can get into that. No, my really eye roll moment, that. my actual eye roll moment was when Darth Vader says the line, you should have you killed should have me when killed you, had, me the you had the chance. <laughs> Charles! Charles! I was like, you've got to be shitting me that someone actually wrote that in the script and no one said like, no, we can do better. We can do better than you should have killed me when you had the chance. <laughs> I had that written down because anytime you can bring up X-Men 2, you have to do it. <laughs> you should have killed me when you had the chance. Charles! But, you know, it's just like, I cannot believe they actually put that in the script and it made it through all of the editing. <laughs> Darth Vader was going to speak that line. I was like, I, yeah, that was my, that was my eye roll moment of episode three. 
But we already touched on it, so let's go ahead and talk about the tunnel that somehow is mysterious and magical that Reva can transport from one end to the other without meeting either other character that is apparently in this tunnel. So we were just talking about Terminator 2 before this, and that kind of lays out your strategy is she should have told Leia, hey, the pilot's name is Bob. So when she gets there, she'd be like, hey, are you Ron? And then Reva would say, yes, I'm Ron. And then she would know it's not the pilot. What's the dog's name? (laughs) Max. Yeah, but no, see, that would have made sense and then created some tension and then given Leia an opportunity to understand that she's in peril and then try and do something to, you know, save herself as opposed to just being captured. There's a dead body there also, I guess. Mm -hmm. He's just sleeping. (laughs) He He fell asleep. Yeah, and the tunnel thing, you could tell me, hey, there's a couple corridors that we didn't see. Normally, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but this is the same episode where Vader's just like, ah, I can't defeat this uh, this small dumpster fire in front of me. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, hey, I can't figure out how to get through this gate, even though I could just walk around it. The, the lazy writing just starts to stack up. Well, and even, Andrew, you said that you enjoyed the way it was directed. I thought that I the quarry... I thought the Corey chase felt cheap to me. Like it did not feel again, as we talk about lazy, it's like, well, we need them to be around an area where, you know, I, there's, there's, there's corners that Obi-Wan can kind of run around and stuff like that. I just, I thought the Corey looked so cheap to me and the way Darth Vader came out of the shadows, like it should have had a lot more appeal than what it actually did. Um, it just, it moves quickly enough that I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> if they fair. had stuck on that scene for a long time then it's really going to bother me but you can have some lame stuff in your episode but if it goes by pretty quickly it's not going to bother me that much what probably would bother me if I, is if I was keeping a super secret cave to not die by the Empire but then carving in names of every single person that's passed through <laughs> and every single rebellion icon that's that I could like I, like I probably would not be happy about people doing that because I might give something away I mean, what are the chances someone's going to find that little room, though? I mean... That little room that leads into a giant quarry, yeah. it's mm-hmm. Yeah. That... I just wanted to see somebody on the wall, like, have a great summer. <laughs> <laughs> For a I good guess... time call. But you got to admit, it's pretty nice to have a fan service wall in an episode. You just knock it all out right there. That's true. I didn't even think about that. What was it, Quill or... Not Quill. What's what's the guy's name that Obi-Wan read off? I think it's like that, yeah. Quavos or like, something oh, like that. that. He's from the extended universe, right? He is in, he is in the extended universe. Still canon, though. But the extended that's, universe. That's None the fact he... Yeah. Good old animated... Animated man there. So... But yeah. Because of his tracking ability, the... The theory is that O'Shea will wind up being him so that Obi-Wan Kenobi has to use him to find Princess Leia and Reva. Do you think it's weird that the robot was holding a hammer? Yes, very. It's a robot with a robot hand. I bet if it just hit a stormtrooper with its <laughs> oh. robot hand, that would be just as effective as wailing it with a hammer. I thought you just meant because why would the robot care enough to defend the area? Like, I understand it not being able to talk, but, like, that it's actually programmed by Tala or, I guess, the resistance that if a stormtrooper starts asking, you should definitely hit them and cause a lot of suspicion <laughs> here as opposed to just like walking away but make sure you conceal the hammer behind your back as to not mm-hmm. look suspicious <laughs> it's just a ro- i just want the show where that robot just knocks people out <laughs> over the slightest inconvenience <laughs> like i really think you're overcharging me on this trade deal let me just knock you in the head with this hammer 
<laughs> it's not just a loader bot, okay? That's hammer bot. <laughs> oh, boy. I am curious, Andrew, because you mentioned it a couple times. Do you have a time capsule? I do have a time capsule. Do you want to hear my time capsule? Brett, is that okay with you? Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear your time capsule. Well, you guys do that on every Hollywood chop shop, right? Uh, it, yeah, unless and- Brett forgets. Okay, uh, so I don't want to feel, feel weird. Uh, so this is typically, this is the section where, Travis, you tell us how, so, who died, right? <laughs> or who was in the OC. Or one who of was the in the OC. That's, that's right, that's right, which Brett never gets. No. no. He's not a fan. Mm-mm. He's seen it maybe twice at most. Only twice. Uh, Basically, I have a time I'm, I'm a filthy casual is what I am. I think the time, the time capsule where I just talk about something that happened in the past, right? But it's related Preferably if it's attached yeah. to the show, yeah. Yeah, so as remember that exciting lightsaber battle that happened between uh, Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader in this? No. Did no. I miss that? <laughs> I happened to watch an exciting lightsaber battle like this maybe 10, 15 years ago with one Travis Santana. After we viewed um, episode three, you came over. We went to my parents' house because I had a VHS copy of uh, A New Hope. And you just wanted to you wanted to see what that lightsaber battle was like. And I'm pretty sure you fell asleep in the I middle did. of that saber battle. <laughs> you were like, I don't I even know if I made be. it to the saber battle. <laughs> but you were like, oh, I thought I think in your head it was a little more exciting than it was. Um, but this was a nice I thought it was a nice homage, the boringness of this lightsaber battle to that lightsaber battle from A New Hope. So I, I mentioned this to Brett, but what's the only way to make the saber fight even more boring is to have it poorly lit. Because <laughs> in anything with this fight, this whole section, I'll just have to take your guys' word on it because I couldn't see shit. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, but yes, I'll never forget your parents' uh, basement, Andrew. It was yes. very cozy. <laughs> it was so comfortable. It was sleep-inducing, or it might have been Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> so that, that was my time capsule. Alrighty, so I mean, you you we finished off time capsule. I do have a. Do you guys have any predictions as to our character cameos now that we're three episodes in? Do you want to change who we were last week? Andrew, do you still think we're gonna see a Jar Jar? Travis, do you think we're gonna get a a a, a Grand Moff Tarkin or a, a Mace Windu? Uh, I thought for sure. Act my my actual realistic guess was gonna be Qui Gon Jinn. Um, I'm still teasing assuming the shit that he's coming in. Here's, uh, here's uh, what I think Kamel is going to happen. is definitely not coming back, though. That's no. for sure. My concern is it's going to be we get another lightsaber duel between Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi, and he's getting his ass kicked, and then all of a sudden that's when Qui-Gon Jinn's going to show up and be like, you have the strength, Obi-Wan. Remember who you are. Or something like that. And then, oh my god, he's Obi-Wan Kenobi again, and he remembers everything he was taught as a Jedi Master, and he can defeat Darth Vader and get away. But he can't defeat him. So I, I guess it, in that, because def- I agree, yeah. Qui-Gon is definitely going to, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. He He's going to intervene in the final fight of this show. But is that just going to mean that Vader gets the head gash? Is that what you think is going to happen there? I mean, I'm hoping, I when we saw Darth Vader in this, the head gash is there. It's not nearly as you know, deep and gross looking as it is in Return of the Jedi, but I'm wondering if they just toned it down for for the show. 
I think it'd be great if Obi-Wan put him in his place again. Just just a real violent beatdown. He leaves him burning in a crater again. He cuts a, his robot appendages off just a little bit higher, so they have to yeah. reattach everything. So it's, they can't even just take the robot part off and put a new one on. Like They have to actually redo the surgery. Or what happens is uh, Obi-Wan is lying on the ground, and Vader's about to chop him in half, but then he pulls a hammer out from behind his back. <laughs> Loader All I know is Palpatine is oh. Palpatine's gonna be pissed because he's like, dude, the clothing budget we're burning through on you right now is <laughs> literally, literally burning through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you please fight somewhere other than Mustafar? Maybe that was the thing. Maybe Darth Vader's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like a Frankenstein, um, you know, metaphor or you know, liking it to that where where Vader is afraid of fire. You know, or maybe he's like Shere Khan or something like that, where it's like, oh man, the, once he saw the fire, he can't walk through that fire to get Obi-Wan Kenobi because, ooh, fire scares him. You know? One of my favorite things in a movie is when somebody says Frankenstein and then another person corrects them and says monster. It's Frankenstein's monster. It happens yeah. in, uh, oh, crap, what was that show on Amazon? Uh, Raised by Wolves. No. Uh, oh, the, the action, boys. Action Reacher. Action, yeah. Reacher. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I was going to make Reacher look stupid, but then I made myself look stupid by not remembering <laughs> any details that could have helped you figure out the name of that show. Uh, you know, it's an Amazon show that uh, Guy's on. Uh, Frankenstein. Sponsor. <laughs> Got it. Uh, I was really mad at you, Travis, for mentioning Samuel L. Jackson. That is another example of why are you bringing Samuel L. Jackson into your franchise to have him in for five scenes when he's like one of the best parts of your movie. And I don't think he's going to come into the show. Oh, I, you're referring to what George Lucas did with him for three prequels? Yes. Yeah. Did, didn't you mention his character possibly coming back for this show? It was wishful thinking on my uh, part. I heard that he was willing to do it because it's Sam Jackson. He's willing to do anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after episode three, I've I've lost faith that that's even a possibility. Wait, Which episode three? Episode three or part three? Are we talking about Revenge of the Sith or Obi-Wan Kenobi, the third episode? Part three of this shameless cash grab. <laughs> Got it. Uh, I always love the meme where it shows, like, Star Wars lightsaber lore before Samuel L. Jackson, and it's, like, the, you know, a, like three papers, and it says, lightsaber lore because of Samuel L. Jackson wanted a purple lightsaber, and it's, like, an entire book of, <laughs> because they had to expand the lore of it because he's like, nah, I want a purple lightsaber. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to explain why all these are different colors and what all they mean. Wait, who said that you would have to explain that? Why would you have oh, to George explain Lucas that? George Lucas did, yeah. George Lucas decided that after that, you have, he's not going to explain anything else, but he'll explain colors of lightsabers. Are they keeping Sun Kang in that? Is that are they really going to keep him looking like that the yeah. whole time? Yeah. What's weird is like the animated version of that character is much bigger than Sun Kang, so it's very strange to see what they're... And I still assume that the Grand Inquisitor is supposed to come back because... Be he because he's alive in another property, right? Yeah. That <laughs> takes place after this. Yeah. yeah. So, again, another one of those characters, it's like, well, we already kind of know their fate because they're in content after this. So. I guess here's my final question about, so we're halfway through Kenobi. Um, Andrew, you, you haven't even revisited the prequels recently, right? No. Uh, Brett, I have, but I'm not into the greater lore, like the Clone Wars, all the cartoons and whatnot. 
do you think that your enjoyment of this show runs parallel to how much you know about the EU? Like you can appreciate what they're doing more no. because you know the root Probably of it? less. Or does it less? Okay. Probably less. Because there's stuff that I've seen what they've done with the characters and because I think they're doing a worse job in this show than what they've done with some of the animated stuff. I, um, yeah, I, I know you're not into cartoons and all that and I don't begrudge you for that, but like the Clone Wars and even like Star Wars Rebels is more Star Wars than most of the live action stuff that has been produced in the last 10 years via Disney or Lucas. So. Well, then let me ask Andrew a question. Andrew, if there was a extended universe of heat and Neil McCauley could not figure out how to open a gate that he could just walk around. <laughs> how insulted would you be by that? I, I suppose that would be pretty insulted. Yeah. Are you comparing Neil McCauley to he would be the Obi-Wan of the heat extended universe? Oh, such a great question. Is, Andrew. Cause I, oh, off the top God. of my head, I'm thinking that's more, is it more Pacino? Vincent Hanna? Vincent Hanna, you think? Uh, yeah. That might be more of a Vincent Hanna, yeah. Yeah, Vincent Hanna's a little more bound by duty. He feels like he needs to save Natalie Portman, so. Yeah, that makes perfect oh, sense. Man, He's saving Natalie Queen Abadala. We, we have our crossover, yeah. Boom. <laughs> so you guys really aren't enjoying the show after all that? I'm not saying that I hate it, but it's more fun to pick it apart. Uh, there's it more is. that it's I have. It's easy to pick apart. Yeah, there's more that I, I have to talk about, like, weird things that i'm like why this why was this overlooked or why did they do this then there are to say like wow i think they're doing a really great job with this series do you remember like, when reva was walking into the temple or whatever and they have this like the most dramatic music ever playing ever but it's all she's doing is walking to a meeting oh i thought you were gonna have about the metal detector that she walks through even though she clearly has weaponry on her and Wait, she's like ah, now it's fine detector? i assumed it was a galactic yeah. metal detector like <laughs> the way that they're standing next to it uh, you know so, what I like? Only for her to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. No, because no, no, what I'm going to say is going to get cut out, so go ahead. You think I... I just like just, the, no. that, that dramatic walk, and then they get into an argument about the seating chart <laughs> once they're in the... <laughs> Who do you think's more deserving, though? Sung Kang or Riva? I mean, Han. I mean, Sung Kang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Han Solo. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> Well, his son, his son would definitely be, you know, yeah. an, an option for an Inquisitor. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I will watch next week. It is not what I was expecting the series to be for better or for worse. It is just, there are definitely like weird little things. Man, why not use CG or, or, I don't know, just build that entire gate across the entire valley. Like it's just, it's such a weird thing when are you, you have him shoot. still up about this Ag Brath? creature that they didn't use the mole CG. man yeah, i just don't man. understand like <laughs> moles aren't even traditionally thought of as like you know uh terrible creatures like maybe Tra he's a, a snake man or something like over that. his mouth as a mole and before brett is now going on this mole man tangent mm -hmm. i just don't get it you know it's not real I, you can't really crossbreed a mole and a person it's fake why mm, you might be able to i don't know what the genetics are in the star wars universe who knows? Maybe I want to see the behind the scenes of Brett as a consultant on the show talking about, <laughs> listen, 
we don't need a mole here. And then he pulls out a sketchbook with just various <laughs> designs. Yeah. He's like, I've got 25 better designs right here. I get it. It's a quarry. People dig. He doesn't need to be a mole man, okay? I think we're going a little too literal with this. Also, there's no other mole people in this village. They're all humans. So where's his family? Where did his species come from, okay? And then maybe if it was a, a village of mole people, I can maybe get behind it. Deborah Chow is then going through the notes like, wait, this is the only note that he had on the sub? Because I had a lot of concern. Are you sure this is all that our consultant had? Yeah. Really? She's like, really? I mean, this Darth Vader Forgot. line about killing me, you don't, you don't want to cut that? He didn't write anything about that, no? Hmm. He doesn't have any notes past the mole man. It's just, it's like he got there and stopped. She's like, I can't even make this adjustment because our CG budget's already maxed out. <laughs> so we got, and we, we booked Zach Braff. <laughs> I was going to make a joke that in 2025, we'll have the Zach Braff Mole Man show to give you those answers you want, Brett, but I'm a little afraid that that might actually come to fruition. Well, yeah, because we're going to need backstory as to why he would betray Obi-Wan Kenobi now. She's going to be in the because, Leia show. Well, the thing is, he's a bad guy now, and we're going to need to justify him and make him a tragic villain. All right. So why? You know, maybe he's got a family of mole people that we don't know about. All right. And we're going to have to find out about those mole people so that we understand Oh Maybe God. he, you know, he was down and out. The Republic, he could never get a, a, a digging job with them. But the Empire comes along and they give him an opportunity to really prove himself. They give him, you know, that, some machinery. They allow him to dig that quarry. Maybe he just does it with his own mole hands. I don't know. I mean, nothing wrong with a little order. That's what he said. <laughs> that wasn't a, that wasn't a weird line at all to throw in there. No, that no. wasn't a reference to anything. Nothing like a Nazi mole. <laughs> So, again, mole. If he was a spy, then he then little tongue in cheek. Oh, he's a mole. <laughs> no, he wasn't though. He was nothing. He was a damn mole man. I don't think he was. Oh, all right. He might as well have been a red herring. Okay, make him a red herring man. Fucking lazy writing. <laughs> you like Zach Brass' performance though, right? As the mole man. Plus, yeah, that was, was good. good. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's probably why you don't, you know, rip into the mole man even more. Is I was like, oh, he was a decent performance. Best supporting actor of the show? I don't know if I would say that. So. Oh, you say this after I mean, the show's brother? not over. I don't, I don't want to shoot you my load too early here. You know, I've got All three right. more episodes. Also, I mean, Hayden Christensen's probably the best supporting actor. So. <laughs> the way he wears that suit. Brett, how pissed are you going to be if they just turned the last three episodes into the Mandalorian 3.5 like they did with Boba Fett? What does well, that mean? Which, which character do you think they're going to come in? Uh, what, you think Din is going to come in at some point? Wait, I guess, I guess time timeline-wise, that yeah, that would he would have to be a, a, an infant. So I guess they can't use that crutch again. If, Travis. If they somehow brought him in, like you found out he was one of the kids in that village that got... I would not be surprised. Oh, hold on, Brett. I have not seen Boba Fett, by the way, so you might need to explain. Neither of you have. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, you no. Might. I, I, I watched one episode and read the spoilers. Yeah. We might we might do that one next for the next Star Wars Cantina. <laughs> who's, we, who's we? Yeah. Ooh, wow. That uh, harsh, harshest. Um, so, like, well, I don't remember. We'll say... Book of Boba Fett was eight episodes. Like, two and a half of those episodes were just about the Mandalorian. I now understand why they called it the Book of Boba Fett, because it's supposed to be the Mandalorian is like a Bible or like a story. And then 
the book of Boba Fett is just a story within that story. But it was again, marketing was not very good. It wasn't until far after that I was like, oh, this is just supposed to explain other things that are going on that I assume will tie into the third season of The Mandalorian, things that happened in the book of Boba Fett. I thought you were going to say they called it the book of Boba Fett because books are boring. <laughs> That's, yeah. You wouldn't be wrong there either. So, As I've heard that show was. Very. But hey, he rides a rancor at the end because, you know, we had to make everything come together. But any other thoughts on part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi before we close this out? Are we supposed to do predictions of what we think is going to happen in episode four? Oh, shit. Four? Yeah, we're going to do that. So, Andrew, what do you think is going to happen? In the I don't know what's going to happen. I want you guys. He's, he put his finger on I his did nose, put my finger right? on my nose first, yeah, Brent. So, let's, what do you think? Come on. I know that you have thoughts. I know you have thoughts. It's, if you, this starts off with the mole man, I swear to God, Brett. <laughs> well, see, I think they're going to have to go visit the mole family. All right. And they're going to have to figure <laughs> out. I'm not going to visit any mole family. Shut up about the mole. What do you think yeah, is going to well, happen? They got to find out mole. why he was a, he, an empire sympathizer. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that will give them the clue they need to know where Reva's going. I guess my only question is why did they set up Django Fett in the the recap uh, some sort of mandalorian subplot has to be introduced i just don't i don't know from the timeline perspective who's even alive at this point that would be i mean boba, boba would be alive and at that point he would probably be in his early Innies, maybe late yeah teens, but wouldn't it be 20s? weird to just bring back characters from other star wars <laughs> films like when they bring in new mm. no it'd be on brand mm. yeah it'd be super on brand I mean, so, that would just shrink the universe, though. So I don't think they would want to shrink the universe. Maybe we'll bring in Bosk or Dengar, you know, IG-88, like one of those other. I mean, we already got one of the bo- or one of the bounty hunters that was on the bridge on Empire Strikes Back with the, the robot that got killed by Obi-Wan Kenobi in Episode 2. So why not give us a couple more bounty hunters? Because that contract's I mean, still out there, you know? We also don't know how old Grogu is, right? Technically? Oh, yeah. If they shoehorn Grogu into the I was going to say, how pissed would you be, bro? <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be so pissed if they shoehorn Grogu into the series somehow. It'll just... be a flashback with Reva, and Reva will be the one that saved Grogu. It'll be like, Ooh. you've got to be shitting me. I think you might have nailed it right there, Brett. Oh, it. my God. Reva's going to get a... Re- I don't think she's going to die. I think she's going to get a redemption, and she's going to wind up being, like one of the Jedi, the the Underground Railroad Jedi by the end of this thing. Do you think Reva's going to get killed by Vader? That she's going to turn to the good side for a minute and then Vader's the one that kills her? I don't think she gets killed. She's not in the extended universe, right? N- n- not as the third sister she isn't, but that's not is to she- say that they won't make her something else. Is she the third sister or is she part of the third sister? Was that explained? She is the third sister. Oh, okay. So the Inquisitor's... It's all like the number, I guess they joined, and then either if brother or sister. So there's first, like first brother, second brother, third sister, stuff like I don't remember what all of them mm. are. Fifth brother, but yeah. The Inquisitive. So, do we get any real predictions as to what we think is going to happen in the next? I three actually episodes? like Andrew's call uh, that Reva gets killed by Vader in the last episode. I'm, I'm sticking to, to that Vader one. As to 
it's a way to make Vader even more evil and imposing, which is what you guys were complimenting earlier. So I could, uh, that tracks for me. I think it's more just a cop out that to have a lame story where Obi-Wan is not very powerful anymore. So they're just going to have Reva play that part. I don't think Obi-Wan's going to get any. I mean, I think I think like you said, Bray, he'll get some of his force powers back, but I just don't think. I feel like you have to so that. When he does the lightsaber battle in A New Hope, it's not one of those, like, Darth Vader's like, no, this is... Because he makes the comment, when we last we left, you were the master and I was the apprentice. So, like... Andrew just pointed out how fucking boring that fight was, <laughs> right. though. But there so is they can't have Obi-Wan... Yeah, they can't have Obi-Wan get overpowered again because he ultimately still has to be an 85 But you have to remember, in A New Hope, it's more a like... 75-pound lightsaber. In, in A New Hope, <laughs> it's less of, like, the energy, and it's more, like, almost like a... a, a jou- Not jousting, uh, like, fencing, where it's, like, they're just kind of parrying each other and trying to, like... Like, a, a, a boxing match, where, like, they're just trying to, to kind of figure out what the other person's gonna do, as opposed to all of the prequel lightsaber battles, which are very, like, high Travis, energy. As, as someone like, who I assume has actually watched boxing before, would you equivalent? Uh, I, that's not a maybe, word, but would you compare those two to a boxing? Would you say that's Ruiz versus Anthony Joshua right there, or Tyson Fury I would versus say that's. I would say that if you put Evander Holyfield in the ring right now, that's what that fight would be. Just a lot I'm of just, brain damage and slow-moving limbs. I'm just saying, most of the time in a boxing match, I feel like they don't come out just swinging as hard as possible at, in the beginning. I mean, sometimes they do. Yeah, that's not very <laughs> I love, I love you, bro. I, I didn't know this was going to turn into boxing corner with Brett Mosher, but I'm here for it. Uh, listen, I've, I've watched creed at least you're once. talking to a couple puerto ricans all right that's true yeah <laughs> yeah Let's get just, we like boxing for the white listeners who don't know why i brought up the report and, and trinidad did beat de la hoya all right I don't, yeah miguel Cotto. so y'all both believe mariva is going to be killed by darth vader i co-sign andrew's idea on that yeah it do would you make think sense it's, do you think it's because she switches back to the the light side of the force and tries to save obi-wan or do you I think, think that's why it we is had just that flashback Darth, in the beginning? Darth Vader cuts her down as a uh, because she's standing in the way. I almost wonder if if Qui Gon will reveal to Obi Wan that Reva was a former Jedi or former Padawan and saved Grogu, and then Obi Wan appeals to Reva and Reva has a change of heart, only to be killed. And you know what? That would make sense because Obi-Wan would fail another young <laughs> force user because he would get so, Reva killed. He's just so it's not a, good at this. Yeah. So is it going to be that classic shot where it's it's you're looking at, you know, uh, basically Reva from chest up. She's talking and then all of a sudden you hear a lightsaber and her eyes just go like really big and she gets stabbed from behind off screen and then she collapses. It'll probably be the blaster thing that Andrew was talking about. We'll hear a shot and we think that she shot somebody, but no, she was killed. We'll oh, that that's when you find out Darth Vader has laser blasters in his arms. Like, it draws up and then draws back into his arm. Like, oh, man, we had no idea. I think it's the, you know, those how he's got that triangle thing around the, the mouth? I think those mm-hmm. two little points will shoot at Leia, and you think Leia's going to get shot, but it's actually Reva. Hmm. That makes sense. So you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. All right, fair enough. We'll see if that happens. 
I wanted you to then say, Brett, about how it's like, you know, like there's no way a Jedi, it's like boxing. It's not, not like you could put plaster mold in your gloves and start wailing on somebody and then Travis and I would have to come in with the Margarita Cotto. <laughs> if I'm ever in a bad mood, Andrew, I go back and watch the rematch where Cotto <laughs> beat his Chaos. ass. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Yep, well, that's going to be where my knowledge of boxing ends. So, rope-a-dope, rope-a-dope. Also, if you've never seen Olympic fencing, it it's actually pretty fucking awesome because they have these helmets and shit where it shows target. Isn't it? They have like glowing lights or something that show target points when you get hit or something. They look. They look like Daft Punk is sword fighting. Now I'll have to go look and see if I can't find some clips of Olympic fencing. Unrelated to anything, but uh, <laughs> did you guys see Top Gun Maverick? Not no, yet. Have you? You know who? No, not yet. But you know who directed that? Chow. Same guy who did Tron Legacy. Oh, oh John Krasinski. Uh, nope. Hmm? Krasinski? I, I wanted to say Krasinski, but I know it's not that. Isn't it, it's something like that, though. Uh, it's John something. I, I, yeah. I do know that. Jingleheimer Schmidt? John Kasinski. Kasinski. John, jo- no, sorry, Joseph Kasinski. Oh, yes, that is it. Yep. Joseph Kasinski. Ooh, a true Tron Legacy fan here, folks. <laughs> If I just tilt this a little bit, I've got a Tron Legacy vinyl down there. That's big fan. I thought your shirt was just going to say Detroit and it was going to be the Tron Legacy helmets <laughs> on it. Uh, I think so. me liking Tron Legacy can kind of explain why I'm also able to enjoy these episodes more than you guys. Yeah, but Tron Legacy was beautiful to look at. Oh, I'm so I'm so happy you said that. It is. <laughs> oh, and to listen there's to. no doubt. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Alrighty, gents. I think we're going to call it here. Uh, we hope you join us for next week, where we we're halfway through the Obi Wan Kenobi series. So we'll see ultimately how he has to redeem himself, um, and if there is, you know, another grand lightsaber battle. Yeah. So Qui Gon's coming back in the next episode to to prepare Obi Wan Kenobi for his the battle with Anakin again. Plays out very much like a video game, you know? He's he somehow at the beginning loses all of his powers, and then you spend the rest of the series with him getting his powers back so that he could do the final boss battle. The Infinity so. Gauntlet, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, exactly. He's going to have an Infinity Gauntlet. It'll have all five lightsaber colors in it. So he'll be able to summon them all. And then he goes, it's Morbin time, and then snaps his fingers. <laughs> And that's when we transfer to a different universe where Anakin didn't become Darth Vader. Farewell. Have a great day. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Andrew, would you like to respond? I, it looked like you had something to say. I was thinking about something else, not even related to this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs>